Welcome back to another episode of Pile of Boys. My name is Caesar, and today I have another guest, or a returning guest, a very editor. special guest. No, she's the editor and friend <laughs> of the dick. pod, I guess. But she's not special, not at all. Okay. Um, Do you want to tell Michelle. people your name? Or I already said it. I'm Michelle. Today we're doing Chernobyl, the new HBO show created by Craig Mazin. Doesn't really have many draws in the traditional sense, but the I guess the biggest actors, performers are Jared Hess and Stel- Stellan Skarsgård and Emily Watson. I want to ask you, my friend, mm-hmm. what do you know about Chernobyl? Nothing. I'm about to like confess something that's kind of like, I guess, embarrassing, just because like I always think of myself as a somewhat smart person. Uh, you think of yourself like that? I mean, I don't think I'm dumb, but like, you know, like I think I'm at least somewhat smart. But I legit thought Chernobyl was like a zombie thing. Oh my fucking god. It's because, you know I what it is? There's just so much media about. Okay. There's so much. There's such a big fascination with Chernobyl because it was like a huge nuclear meltdown, this and that. But. I think that the stuff that's most interesting about Chernobyl usually gets left out about it. So, I mean, but that's because obviously, like, I went to, I, I was like a history major in, in college. So, what interests me the most was about, like, the politics and the social elements, right? The recap of the show is a nuclear plant explodes in Pripyat, Ukraine after a failed safety test. And the leader tries to do damage control, but it's not really working out. So the leaders of the city come to him and ask him if everything's all right. And he kind of downplays it. And then all the leaders in the city kind of decide that they're not going to tell everyone about it and they're going to contain it. Yeah, they and try to sweep it under the rug. That's kind of the that's kind of the the premise of the entire first episode. So before we get into all that. What was your what did you think of the first episode? I thought it was good. I had some issues with it. Firstly is the main character like they they show him like in the first like 2 3 minutes and then you don't see him again until like the last 5 minutes of the episode. Hmm, okay. So I was just kind of like, is this not about him? Like, was he just kind of like a throwaway character at the beginning? Mm-hmm. I so mean, you were bothered that the the main character wasn't shown more kind of thing? Yeah, because it kind of made it seem like it wasn't a story anymore. Okay. That's fair, I think. So I really liked the first episode, but I think that this is one of those miniseries that HBO does that's kind of like... It's like bait for awards, you know what I mean? Like, it's done very well, and it's done very... Like, it's shot very beautifully and, and things like that. And I, I thought, like, it was generally compelling. But I don't know. I, I feel like what the reason why this show isn't as sexy as something something else on HBO is that, like, it's going to get bogged down or it's going to get lumped into, like, one of those, like, historical dramas that people th- think they should watch but they're not going to watch because it's just not that captivating. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, uh, that's what I kind of got. I went to IMDb and I saw that it had, like, such high ratings, but I was just kind of like, I would think that, like, the general audience wouldn't really like this. Yeah. So, all right. 
So Chernobyl happened in the Cold War, which was, I mean, there's so many interpretations of it. Like historians have so many different interpretations, especially ones from that era or the ones who are from that region. It's this cultural obsession because there's a lot to say about it. There's not like a definitive answer necessarily, but there are a lot of things known about it. What happened really is that these employees at this plant who were just government employees at the time, they were conducting this test in the wee hours of the night, like really late, right? And what it was was they were trying to conduct this test that reduced the power to like 1%. Because the way nuclear plants work is that you split atoms and then it turns this turbine and it creates energy. So when they did that and they reduced it, they were supposed to reduce the power to 30%, but they reduced it to 1%. And it basically like overloaded it and created like steam and it exploded. And then after that, all these other radioactive, you know, elements started to come out immediately mm-hmm. and from my understanding a lot of these people died like right away like mm-hmm. the guy who who was there who like had ca- essentially was at like right there when it was happening he died immediately mm-hmm. i think that that was dramatized obviously because they need to you know bring out the story and it's not as compelling if everyone just kind of dies right away yeah but i thought it was really well done my favorite scene was when you see, like, the particles where, like, everybody's just watching this, like, huge beam shoot into the air. Or this huge beam that already shot into the air, which is, like, the nuclear fallout. And they're just kind of staring at it. And there's, like, these little particles just kind of disseminating onto them. Oh, the ashes? Yeah. Well, it's not ashes. Well, look I, don't, like I don't ashes. know. It could be ashes. I take it that it was just radiation spreading. Because, mm. I mean, obviously, that's part of the reason why everyone's so fascinated with it but yeah that was a beautiful scene it looked like snow like yeah. just falling on everyone so the themes that i want to go into are kind of like the cold war politics because that's what that was what was most fascinating to me when i was in college is that the cold war more than anything was not a war in the traditional sense it was a it was a culture war it was a war of ideology it was a war of who had the better governing system. And it was also an arms race or a nuclear race. And the Russians had developed, obviously they had developed nuclear power, nuclear weapons a while ago at this point. But when this happened, they didn't want this to get out because if this gets out, it just shows like incompetence. And it shows that the U.S., is winning the quote-unquote culture war, right? So that leaves casualties of this because when this happened, it didn't they didn't announce that they were going to evacuate. And I guess this is a spoiler for the rest of the episode or the rest of the show, but they didn't announce that there was a, a nuclear meltdown, essentially. They, wa- they waited like 48 hours and they didn't evacuate. And the way that it was discovered was it was essentially like these Swedish people who worked at a nuclear plant got this alert that there was like a lot of radiation and they were looking out and they thought it was their nuclear plant and it wasn't. And then they figured out that it was, it was coming from the Ukraine. So they called uh, like this, this regulatory agency and they reported it to them. And then they asked the Russians and they're like, 
No, that didn't happen. And then it wasn't until they asked about Chernobyl or Pripyat, and they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that, that did happen. So What the fuck? Yeah, so that's what's fucked up about it. What's fucked up about it is that if they were so concerned, and this is this is true. What I love about the Cold War quote-unquote lens is that if you think about anything that happened in that period, it completely changes the understanding of it. So, for example, Brown versus the Board of Education. Mm-hmm. If you think about it as like, quote-unquote, history is progress, right? Mm-hmm. We saw that segregation was an issue, so we allowed students to go to unsegregated schools, right? To quote-unquote white schools, we ended it, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But if you think about it in the Cold War lens, the reason why they passed that, like, defining moment in U.S. history is not necessarily because it was history is progress and we get better as we go along, but rather it was about keeping appearances. Like the moon landing. Yeah. Kind of. To an extent, but this one is, like, it was just all about keeping appearances. It was very much, like, just looking like you're the best country. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And Chernobyl was, I mean, it's a huge slight on the Soviet Union. If the Soviet Union had this, like, huge meltdown that killed several people that would last generations, then it makes the Soviet Union look incompetent. Mm. And at the time, Gorbachev was the leader, and he had just come out. He he had just taken over the Soviet Union when there was like frail leaders, and he was trying to. It was just like a whole thing. It was just all about like all these this confluence of things that were happening that made it a difficult situation beyond it just being like a nuclear plant. That's cool, whatever. But what's more interesting to me is these Cold War politics that get ignored. Because it was more about, like, it's even shittier that they didn't evacuate their people because they were more concerned about it looking like a, like a government blunder. Yeah. So they essentially just sacrificed the people who lived in that city or in the surrounding areas just because they wanted to keep up appearances. But I think that that's one of the key things that the show accomplishes is that you kind of see, I mean, and they're not, like, they're not patriots in that sense, but there's kind of this resigned nature that they have, or like this, they just kind of resign to the fact that they know they're going to die because it's either one, you do what the city officials are telling you to do, which is try to clean this up, or you get killed. So either way, you're going to die. So a lot of them were just martyrs, and a lot of them didn't even know that what was happening. So they were just doing whatever they could yeah so i think that the show really captures that kind of like desperation pretty well but it also captures one of the things that i found really interesting is like this new technology that we completely did not understand yeah definitely and it was at a time where this was something completely new and we had understood it for you know a few decades but we didn't understand it to the degree we do now And it's also unfortunate that it took things like this for us to understand how this shit works Mm -hmm. and how how to prevent future things like this to happen. Mm -hmm. But how did you feel about 
when the characters were kind of like told that they needed to contain this. Like, as he, they were essentially telling them, like, you need to kill yourself for this. I mean, I already know that they're not going to do it, but I'm just kind of like, dude, like, do the right thing. Like, fucking, like, tell the people. Like, the scene where, like, they're all sitting down and the older dude basically tells them, like, he says something like, don't let the people worry about the issues of the state like let them worry about their labor or some shit like that yeah i mean and it's also like what we're talking about is kind of like it's this utilitarianism where like you can sacrifice these people for the good of the state essentially yeah don't let people know the they were saying something about the apparatus of the state is to like keep the people safe so lenin would be proud of you for wanting to keep the people safe because you're, you're thinking about, like, the greater good or whatever, right? At this point, we understand it to be, like, historians understand the Soviet Union to be really super corrupt. For, mm-hmm. like, the idea that it was, like, a communist state. I don't want to get too much into that necessarily, but <laughs> the idea that the Soviet Union was communist is false. Like, there's it's not necessarily communist, but, but that's because communism is an idea, like, it's not... You know, like, it's not ever going to be, quote, unquote, perfect. There mm-hmm. was a lot of corruption. There was a lot of, like, failings. But, you know, in the general sense, there was, they wanted better for their state, right? And that that's the good side of communism. But the reality is, is that starts to be used as rhetoric. And you start to favor the, the state over the people. And, but what you, what, what, what gets confused is that the state no longer becomes a whole, it becomes the people who are in power. So it's essentially just like a guided, a a disguised like monarchy or like a disguised dictatorship. Mm -hmm. So I think what that, that, that scene showed is that like that guy, and I think he was wearing it as a badge, like you have to kind of be quote unquote, looking out for the state but also just generally he was just looking out for humans like people were gonna die but that guy was like what's best for our nation is our appearance if we Mm -hmm. don't keep that appearance that hurts the state so i think that was that was really like the glimpse into these cold war politics but it wasn't as heavy-handed as obviously as i went into but that was that's part of one of the things that was most interesting to me and then you get the idea that like all those people in that room, even the quote-unquote experts, didn't even really understand what was happening. Even the the real expert, the guy who, like, they called in, he was just like, why would I go in? Like, I understand this thing better than you guys. You guys need to get away from there as much as you can. Mm-hmm. So I think that all those things kind of play into, like, the show. And maybe that's why I liked it a little more, because I knew all these, like, extra bonus features about it yeah but i I don't know i think that that's that's such an interesting and it's not like the u.s has never had this like Mm -hmm. we've had a a version of this it was called uh like love city or love love island there was like a nuclear meltdown too there too Mm -hmm. two 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 what else what did you what did you see that stood out to you this has nothing to do with the story this is more like the acting 
Did everyone have a British accent, or was that just me? Yeah, that's a that's a total thing, dude. Why? I'm so glad you brought that up. I don't, I, I never fucking get it. I never get why. This isn't the first time they. That happened in a movie too, right? With I think Duke Enemy Law. at the Gates. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Enemy at the Gates. Everyone was British for some reason. Is it just because like they think that like the general well, think, public won't understand? Well, I think one the show was a British show, like it was developed in partnership with like a Britain, British company or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of like, why? Like you, you could at least made him have like Russian accents. It was also kind of jarring in that one scene where like they actually show like calls and they're speaking in Russian. Yeah. It was just kind of like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. I totally get you. Yeah. Do you feel like the show was too self-serious or do you feel like you need to be that self-serious? What do you mean self-serious? Like, it took itself too seriously? Yes and no. Like, I felt like there was... It was really dark. Like, and lighting and everything. But also just, like... I don't know if it was just supposed to be, like, the Russian, you know, way of, of acting. But everyone was kind of cold and removed. And no one wanted to... It looked like no one was happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone yeah, just looked miserable. I totally got that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really liked the, like, citizen reaction to what was going on because to them it didn't seem like this life-altering thing it just seemed like when we see like a shooting star or like this crazy thing in the sky it's just kind of like an event that we just kind of look at it's not necessarily the (laughs) the end of our life you know what i mean i think that's especially like prevalent in that scene that we were talking about where like it's like snowing uh basically like fallout on them yeah but like they just seem so carefree and then like the ending scene where they just show kids going to school it's like nothing ever happened and i think that like kind of makes it creepier because it's like you know all this shit went down and like hear all these people thinking that their lives are perfectly normal and it just makes it seem so much more evil you know yeah i I think so but i also think that in that way this show is political in that like it's not political, but it's like it's showing its bias. Mm-hmm. Like I, like as I said, there, there's many tellings of Chernobyl. There are some historians who like completely deny it. Like there are like you know like there are Holocaust deniers or Chernobyl deniers, or there are people who say that it was completely not as bad as people made it out to be. Mm-hmm. But what I think the politics of the show or like the bias of the show is saying that the Russians bad. America's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was getting that the whole time. Yeah, yeah, Like, I think there's definitely some of that. But what where I don't think that the show is being judgmental is that the way that they portrayed that desperation of the workers or, like, the people who were just involved, like, they had no choice. But I guess that, that does just feed into Soviet Union bat. I mean, if anything, it just kind of feeds into that whole, like, taking orders thing like people aren't bad they're just taking orders doesn't it i don't know see because i I think this is so this is like a a constant question for historians is it's not a good practice to impart judgment onto the past because Mm. we're taking our morality or our you know cultural ideations and trying to place it in the past okay like for us to judge people in the soviet union who were essentially following orders and who were being strong-armed into doing a lot of things, for us to judge them is wrong, I think. And it's or privileged. It's, 
Like, so I think you have to be kind of apolitical for certain things. And I think this show, maybe it was just the way I read it. I think the show was generally a like it wasn't it wasn't judgy in that sense or like I didn't see it as judgy but I think it could easily be read as they're judging what's happening necessarily or not judging them but kind of like we're showing you like the show is showing you the perils of the Soviet Union Mm -hmm. and I think that that's unavoidable with something like this yeah because you can't avoid not you know going into those thoughts because it's it just comes with the territory Mm -hmm. what do you think about the idea of like technology as progress technology is always good technology is always moving forward what's your understanding of that like do you agree with that sentiment do you disagree with that sentiment does this challenge that idea for you like we're better because of technology and technological advancement and stuff like that yeah do you think that that's a thing I think to a certain extent we are. I mean, obviously, like, with technology comes a lot of side effects of, like, us as a society not really being, like, caught up with it completely. You know what I mean? What do you mean? I don't want to get all, like, conspiracy-ish or, like, Black Mirror-ish, but I feel like certain technologies are advancing faster than like we really understand Mm. and i think that's well i think that's bad like for example like uh like war machines and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um like drones exactly so i I took a class in college it was called the history of science and thought Mm -hmm. and it was essentially kind of looking at environmental issues related to technology and ideas or ideologies surrounding technology and progress and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the constant things is that, like, one of the things that we read for that actually was Frankenstein and how this idea of just because we can doesn't mean we should. Exactly. So I don't always think that that applies, and I don't have some, like, I I mean, I I don't really live my life in absolutes necessarily yeah because only siths do that so i i mean i think they're they're it's it's a double-edged sword obviously right so like the benefits of a nuclear plant is that we get long energy like Mm -hmm. it's consistent long energy that supplies us whatever right is it ideal for the sustainability of our planet because it's Not just going to destroy and it, it has the half-life is will last longer than any of us. The half-life of radiation or plutonium will laugh, last longer than any of us will ever live. So, no, it's it's not. It's not sustainable. But I think part of those issues of, like, just because we can doesn't mean we should also doesn't include the what do we know about it. <laughs> it's usually just let's just we have a goal. Let's get to that goal. Not what do we know about it? What? How will it affect us? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of that kind of... It's kind of like shoot first, ask later. Yeah, I I feel like there's a lot of that in history. Yeah. Especially, and I think this situation, I think we understood the volatility of nuclear technology. But we didn't understand it to the extent that we understand it now because this hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a high casualty to find something out like that. 
I mean, didn't something like this happen in Japan in like yeah, it was 2011? A, well, no, there was one right after World War II. And that, so the book that we read for that class was called The Perils of Progress. And it identifies four different nuclear or environmental disasters. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, it was, in, it was, I think it was called like the Minato or something like that in Japan, where it was basically like poisoning a well where people lived and they started to have like abnormalities, this and that, right? Mm-hmm. But in that case, it was after World War II. So if you basically went against this huge company, you were seen as an enemy of the state because after World War II, Japan was so like war ravaged that it was all about rebuilding the state. Fuck. And anything that didn't gel with that, anything that didn't gel with the idea of rebuilding the state, you were seen as an enemy mm-hmm. because we want to be back to our former state. But in order to do that, we need industry. We need automation. We need things like that. And that company, which was poisoning and killing all these people who were living in the surrounding areas, was that. It was in, It was like, quote unquote, a march towards progress. So again... Another example of people who were sacrificed, essentially, for the idea of progress. What I was essentially asking with that question is, this idea of progress reminds me a lot of, and I mean, maybe it's not in, like, the micro sense, but it reminds me of Full Metal. It's like a lot of these people had Mm. to die for this little stone to happen. Yeah. If we think of the stone as progress, how did we get this progress? All these people had to die. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that the show captured well or did right for the first episode. Now that you know more of the history and like the things, I contextualize it for you. How do you feel about it now? How do you feel about the story in general? Well, I mean, based off of like what you're saying of like, I shouldn't really. Well, historians, like you said, they agree that we shouldn't judge like morality wise well i mean let me put it in 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 a framework you understand like third world feminism yeah i get that i mean i get where where you're coming from but i still think like that's fucked up how are you gonna let this whole city basically be affected by this just for the state i don't don't know what i'm saying no i get you i mean you're not this is not history right now like we're not practicing history i'm just telling you what i knew but what i'm saying is like i try because i had already had prior knowledge about the incident i try not to look at it as soviet union bad u.s good soviet union did this u.s would never no i'm not saying like soviet union bad u.s good i'm saying whoever the fuck decided that we shouldn't evacuate people or tell people bad and like oh yeah no absolutely it was yeah it's it's it was a total and absolute no one needed to die like like extra people who had already died did not need to die extra people who had died did not need to die just for the idea of the state i mean i guess we could kind of relate it to like shit going on now absolutely like just environmental justice issues yeah like even absolutely. like even in our backyard exactly like Like, we're okay with like these companies who pollute our air and destroy our breathing 
I mean, destroy something that's so vital to us, which is generally, I mean, you know, just our air quality, but it's also the same with like what's going on in Flint. Yeah. I think that these things, and I don't know, maybe it's because that class gave me that framework, but now that I think about anything that has to do with environmental justice Mm -hmm. and how it relates, especially to race, Mm -hmm. it's so fascinating because people don't like to think about it in that framework. They have tunnel vision for progress, and that's the only thing they see. Yeah. They don't see who's being sacrificed for that. They don't see all the people who had to die for that philosopher's stone. Yeah, that's something that we discuss a lot in my environmental justice class, too. Basically, mostly people of color being affected by stuff like this. And I don't know, I feel like it's something that like everyone wants to ignore. Not ignore, but like it just kind of get, kind of gets swept under. Like we don't really care because we don't really care about these people. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's also like it's just... Not like me and as you, a like nation, we as a society. As a nation, we deem these people less valuable. Yeah. And these people, based on their means, cannot affect change that will last necessarily. Like, people who live in these contaminated areas don't live here because they want to live here. They live here because that's what they could afford. Yeah. And those are sorts of things that are racially coded, I mean, maybe it's not the same for what happened in Chernobyl, but I think it's all connected by the fact that we don't think about who is sacrificed in environmental issues like this. And this isn't some, like, podcast about, you know, you need to save the planet, this and that. But save the planet. I think that, yeah, I think those things are important, but what I'm saying is that, like, history as progress... To me, my biggest takeaway from my undergrad is history as progress is completely false. It's just, it's never been that for me. And I think this show does a good job at doing that. Anyway, but yeah, so what would you rate it? Um, This is is too, like, heavy. I don't like this. Like, it's too heavy of a show? (laughs) It's it's too much history? It's just, no, yeah, it's just like a heavy show that, like, I don't know. Like it wasn't lighthearted at all. Yeah, I feel like I didn't jo- I didn't crack any jokes. Like it's kind of a depressing episode. It is. Why do you have me on all like the depressing episodes? Is it just because I'm here? Do I just bring the whole mood down? No, I just I just didn't know anyone who would be interested. Like Karen is not interested in like history stuff. Like she doesn't give a shit about anything that was a history thing. You know I get I mean? that history is kind of boring sometimes. I mean, it's interesting, but, like, you already know that it's going to be something heavy and dark and not lighthearted at all. Yeah. But Um, that's my shit. That's what I love to talk about. This podcast, I think, is a version of what I had in mind when I wanted to get into the creative field. Before I had started writing for, you know, different publications, before I did any of that, what I wanted to do was something that explored the history and socio-cultural whatever things about a piece of media. I wanted to blend all that and put it into something. Well, how do you feel now that you did it? Did you like it? Well, I had done it. Well, I had done it already. I did it in videos and video forms, and oh, I related yeah. it. But my first iteration of it was like, look at a piece of media and historicize it. Historicize it for everyone else. And I mean, some of it was kind of like. Oh, they got the history wrong kind of shit. 
But I mean, what it evolved to, to for me at least, was I love media and things like that, and I want to talk about it in like a loose but also kind of serious and kind of like analytical way. Mm-hmm. And so this was kind of that for me. Like it was that idea that I had, where like I would quote unquote historicize a piece of media, mm-hmm. and I would talk about it. So this, I guess, I came full circle, and I'm now doing it. Yeah, I'm historicizing this piece of media so what would you rate it um, what would you rate it Jesus before Christ. what would you rate it before i gave you all that like history lesson and what would you rate it after i gave it to you before maybe like a 3.5 mostly because i had no idea what the fuck was going on most of the episode i was just like why does this matter like why is this important you yeah. know what i mean um and then after a 2.2 or what <laughs> After, I would say probably a four. Okay. Yeah. Why is that? This is just based off of, like, the cinematography, like, being... It was beautiful. Also, the tone of the show was very consistently, like, shitty, but in a way that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can't tell this in a funny way. Or maybe you can, but I feel like... I think you can. It'd be know. interesting, but I feel I mean, like one a of lot the of best, people would be mad. One of the best things I've seen recently about the Soviet Union was the death of Stalin. And I mean, obviously, Jeffrey Tambor was in it and, you know, he's canceled because he did whatever he did. But what it was it was hilarious. It was like about how ridiculous and how slapstick the Soviet Union was. Like, they just killed people f- for funsies. Yeah. And I mean, when you... <laughs> I also had that framework. Like, are you just laughing at that? <laughs> I had that framework when I was watching this, and I was just like, "Oh, you know, they just, haha, they just, they just kill you if you don't, you don't follow the rules or whatever." Yeah. But yeah, I think for me, I really like the first episode. My issue with it is that, and this is kind of true of like all history drama things, is that they don't have a lot of levity. And because they don't have a lot of levity, they're not as sexy. They're just kind of dark and like they're kind of bummers. Like I think there's there's two comedians that I like, Chris, uh, Christina P and Tom Segura. They don't like white bummers where it's just like people. It's just like things people watch to be bummed out, mm-hmm. essentially, like what the Academy loves. Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of a white bummer. It was good and it was well done and there's nothing wrong with it. And, I mean, it's going to be one of those things where, like, once you watch it, you'll probably never watch it again. Yeah, this is going to get a lot of awards. It's going to, yeah, it's going to win a bunch of awards because it was beautifully crafted. And for me, I think what was more interesting is talking about it because I like the history behind it. Mm -hmm. So I would say four, just a solid four. And we don't have to do the predictions because it's a miniseries, so. Yeah, I think they do Chernobyl 2 Electric Boogaloo Zombies. Oh my God. You know what I mean? I'd be down for a zombie version of this. There's so many, like, people love that idea of, like, there are certain things I think that, like, people just have interest in, but they don't actually know what it is. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's like, whoa, this is like a crazy thing that happened. So I kind of am interested in it. But it's just like a shallow interest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that this show, I mean, I don't know how people, how prepared people were, but this show was heavy. It's not like 
it's not a shallow inches kind of thing. Like it was yeah, very you really have to heavy. Be attention. You know what I mean? But yeah. You what have you been watching? I've just been watching anime. What have you been watching? Did you eat the cake anime? Oh my god. I'm watching the new uh, Fruits Basket remake. And. What's that? Fruits Basket? Do you act like the audience knows what the. F- <laughs> I mean, I'm like, oh, Fruits Basket. Plane? Yes, of course. I know what that is. Fruits Basket is an anime about this girl who lost her mother and is living in a tent. And she happens to run into this guy that's part of her class. And. Wait, that made no sense. Sounds super boring. <laughs> the way you're explaining it sounds super boring. Okay, let me try that again. No, it's fine. They, they got it. It's this, this one bitch who lost her mom and she lives in a tent or some shit. Oh so, my god. <laughs> it's, not, it's really not boring. Um, I've been watching... I'm still watching You. I started oh it. Oh my god. Did you, watch, did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it because of all the hype and I was just like, nah, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. I think that might be like the next video I say. I Speaking do. of hype, I'll talk about it after. I think I kind of want to do things on hyped shows almost. I don't know if it's gonna be a video essay, but I, I've I've been thinking about it a lot. But like shows that are super hyped, and then you watch them and they're like, okay, they're not bad, they're okay. Like Thirteen Reasons Why that was just bad. <laughs> like Stranger Things. It's funny and this that you mentioned Thirteen Reasons Why because as I was watching the beginning of this, I was like, why does this give me Thirteen Reasons vibes? Because the guy was like recording is, on like cassette your tape? tapes, and then he kills himself, and I'm just like, "What the? Fuck? Yeah, 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 this is it. This this was like 13 Reasons Chernobyl or whatever. He was just <laughs> like, he sends it to like uh, the leader of the Soviet Union. He's like, "This is your tape." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. Rate us on iTunes, please. Subscribe. Only nice, only nice things. My little heart can't take mean things. Same. All right. Peace. Peace.